0: I'm so glad you're here. Let's step in. Welcome back. I am so excited to have all of you here today with me. Listen, today is going to be a really special episode. I have such a gift for you. I have here with me, I think literally my longest I won't say oldest cuz you know, you're not <laughs> the oldest. <laughs> my longest time friend other than my siblings, um Brittany Hayden. Um I have known her since kindergarten. Did we know each other before kindergarten? Nope. Okay, I have oh, known her since kindergarten connection. <laughs> and I think we have a soul connection that just goes back forever and will forevermore be. And it is just such an honor and a blessing to have you here with me today. Thank you for being here. Welcome. I'm excited to be here. Okay, well, you guys, I've got such a treat for you. <clears throat> Brittany is a nurse practitioner and um, functional medicine health coach. And listen, I have watched this girl triumph in life one time after another. again. made me cry already. <laughs> oh my goodness, we're going to start off crying. <laughs> yeah. Against really impossible situations and circumstances, things that she did not ask for in life um you know life unfolds before us and when we have the privilege of journeying alongside someone for a really long time and have a front row seat into not only what is happening but how a person is showing up in their own lives to themselves and to the people around them through what is happening it's just amazing And I have watched this woman grow from a little girl to an amazing, brilliant, beautiful, bright and shining woman who's just like doing such fabulous things in the world. I am so proud to be your friend. (laughs) I am so lucky to get to interview you today. And yeah, I'm just, I'm really excited to be here with you. Thank you. Well, that was quite the introduction.
1: And yeah, I need the box of tissues.
0: (laughs) If you were here, I would hand them. (laughs) Well, though Brittany has so many amazing stories, don't we all? Like, you know, you get to a certain point in your life and you realize, gosh, I never knew I'd have seven volumes of story. (laughs) 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 we're in the middle of my 40s. But today, um, we're going to talk about a really extraordinary and very unexpected health journey that Brittany went on after realizing that her choice to have breast implants um, ended up taking her down a really long and windy road of unhealth, not feeling good. And you know, took her a long time to realize what was going on. And she's going to share a little bit about that journey with us today from both the physical, um, aspects, but also the emotional and spiritual journey that it was to go through this and the triumph on this side of it, where she is with her, with her health today and in her journey, um, and, and what she is doing to help other people on their path. So Brittany, I am going to hand it over to you just to kind of take us back to young 23-year-old you who is contemplating this decision and we'll go from there.
1: All right. So yeah, twenty. and young and dumb
0: <laughs>
1: um or and insecure. bright and
0: beautiful <laughs>
1: right? Yes um yeah, when you're 23 um yeah, the world looks very different than a few decades later. So reflecting back on being 23, um, I was always this tiny very petite person. And, you know, I, I got, I, I got made fun of because I never developed like all the other girls. I was so thin. And so I, I feel like people made you feel like you were less than a woman if you didn't have breasts. Mm. And I was, I, I couldn't even wear a training bra. I mean, I was, you know, skin and bones that's, I was so tiny. So I, I think I always felt like once people started getting breast implants, that was always something that I wanted to do because I felt like I would finally be a girl. I would, you know, be attractive. And it was just always something that I wanted to do. So when I finally had enough money to get implants, I found the doctor. I knew exactly what size I wanted to be, and I went all in. And, um, you know, at that time, it wasn't as common. Right. Um Yeah. In absolutely. fact, at, you know, at home, I probably was one of the first people to have them. Um, there might have been a few others, but it, it definitely wasn't. Common knowledge, and you know, people didn't talk about it. So I went, had my implants put in, and felt amazing. Like I was finally a girl, which sounds so ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but I just I felt so good about myself, and I did it one hundred percent for myself. Yeah. And it is something that I will never regret doing for myself. Um, I. I don't know. I think I just carried myself differently because I was finally comfortable in my own skin. Mm. So
0: valuable. Yeah,
1: yeah. It, it is. Um, so yeah, I, it was something that I just felt was important, um, for my mental health and just,
0: I, I don't know. I, I, what I wanted to do at 23. I, <laughs> so I, I want to I take a minute, Brittany, because I know you feel the same way I do about this. Like how, just how, I mean, you all are hearing an audio. So if you've never seen Brittany, she's literally supermodel gorgeous. She is like you. one of the most beautiful people I know. <laughs> and never ever have I, in my entire life of knowing you, ever thought anything but beauty when looking at you. And so there's just a part of me that hurts when, you know, when you ever first let me in on this story and I, you know, got a little glimpse into, you know, how you felt about your, your body, but specifically how that related to feeling like a woman and feeling like enough and feeling like, you know, that someone's so beautiful could feel not beautiful because of the shape of your body. And I just, I want to take just one second and we're going to take a little side swipe. And I just like, you've been through a long road and you just said after everything you've been through, you still don't regret it because you know what it brought to you. What would you say to any young or old or any aged person who doesn't feel comfortable in their skin is there is there something that you might en- just offer them or encourage them I know I'm putting you on the spot but I just I wonder if there's anything you might say or you can think on it and bring it back
1: after being after having implants and then going through everything I had with implants and then ultimately having to have them removed my answer is very different than it would have been. 15 20 years ago um for and I tell my clients this um looking back at my life and seeing women like woman after woman just like they hurt they are insecure they're not comfortable in their own skin and The one piece of advice that I give them all is to love who you are, no matter what your shape and size is, because because you are unique and you are beautiful and Mm. there are flaws. We all have flaws. I mean, I... I had flaws in my 115 pound little body that I felt like I wasn't enough.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: And that is like that feeling of insecurity is no different than somebody that's 50 or hundred pounds overweight. That Mm -hmm. insecurity is still there, but yet the size that I was, I still had wonderful traits and qualities that
0: I couldn't see about myself. It's like we're focused on this wrong thing. And and part of that is culturally driven, right? I mean- Yes, absolutely. And those insecurities, I know we're gonna find out a little bit later in your story. So I'm not gonna like totally spoil it, <laughs> but I think we would agree that those insecurities we feel about our body really aren't about our body. It's, it's not. It's so much deeper than that. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and sometimes it takes a lot of- pain and suffering to really get those insecurities brought to the surface. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. And okay, so I'm going to bring you back into your story because I totally veered you out. And I know that you've done, you know, just like beautiful, beautiful reflection and healing work in your life, you know, to go to the, go to the depths of those insecure places and really heal so that you can be comfortable in your skin even Uh, as you age and, you know, things change because that's going to happen too, right? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Not not avoidable. (laughs) Okay. So you're, you're feeling so, so great in your body. Like your appearance wise, you're feeling like a woman and then kind of give me the, you know, the, what kind of starts happening. And I know at first you had no idea what was happening? But give us like a little glimpse into
1: well, I I just I started just getting sick um and major things like major illnesses. um and you know, after the first, I mean, I I got sick with or I, I developed asthma, and that was that was one thing. and then I started having. Heart issues and arrhythmias. And I mean, those were two major, major health problems that just kind of made my mind start asking questions. I started wanting to know like why things so so, why they were happening to me, like Mm. severe health related problems. Right. And so because I was curious and wanted to know, I didn't want to just be on medication. I wanted to fix whatever was going on. I, I just started digging and asking, um, inquiring, trying to learn more. And so, you know, you really were a vital piece of that puzzle when I was having the arrhythmias and you mentioned that, well, you could have parasites. <laughs> it's like, a, what did you just say? Yeah, right <laughs> Now, like, this is normal in your life, but at the time, normal, now I talk about it every day, but at that time I was like, uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that was definitely an eye-opening, um, moment for me that maybe everything I knew about medicine and health was not all there was to it.
0: Because right, I mean, you were a practicing nurse at that time. Yes. Yeah. Just to be clear, like, um, you knew a lot, you know, yeah. and yeah. so you did some parasite cleansing. Yes.
1: And that completely
0: stopped my
1: arrhythmias, which I was headed to headed down the road of ablation.
0: <laughs> right. Know, and that's where I was headed. I need to make just easy, quick medical disclaimer that we are not giving any medical advice here. We are simply talking about Brittany's story and, you know, that just to be clear.
1: Yes. So yeah, after that parasite cleanse and when my arrhythmias stopped, um, then I, I needed to know more about this alternative (laughs) health and wellness. Um, because, well, I still wasn't healthy. (laughs) Yeah. So it was kind of this rabbit hole of me wanting to learn more. But then again, my health was deteriorating
0: again. (laughs) Just kind of like, just kind of like name off some of the symptoms over the years, as you were trying to figure out what the heck was going on, just, just kind of name off some of the some of the very fatigue, extreme, oh, fatigue. Yes. extreme fatigue. Um, I like, it was a daily
1: thing for me to say, I just, I just don't feel good. I, I couldn't even pinpoint what was wrong, but I just did not feel good. And it was every day. <laughs> um, the extreme fatigue and brain fog, I got, I, I mean, I had joint pain and the joint pain progressively got worse to the point that, I would have a hard time getting back up off the ground if I got down on the ground. Cause it was just so severe. Mm-hmm. Um, I had skin issues. I'd break out in hives. Um, my memory was starting to fail beyond just brain fog. Right, um, Like the communication between my brain and my legs was non-existent. Mm. I would, go to take steps and then forget like mid step what i was doing and oh how to take like how to go up the next flight you know it it just there was no there was a break in the communication system and you know i didn't tell anyone that that was going on because i knew that they would either think i was crazy or like what on earth is really happening to you there there's got to be something severely wrong. like super scary um, for sure. Yes. and I I did not want to scare anyone. I mean I was scared out of my mind, mm-hmm. but I didn't want to tell anybody else. I didn't want to worry anybody else. Um, so it it was just lots of very vague vague problems. but they were consuming my life. Mm -hmm. Um, the fatigue was so bad. I I mean, you just kind of push through a day at work and then you come home and you crash and there, I, I couldn't stay awake. I'd sit in the chair and I would be out for a couple hours, barely get up, um, to fix supper. If I fixed anything and then go right back to bed and
0: you, like I, I, I just, there it's was a point to of fathom being that fatigued if you've never experienced it. Yeah. I have also experienced it. So I totally understand. And I, I do know that if you've never experienced that level of fatigue or brain fog or anxiety, any of these things, it's hard to imagine, like, cause everyone's been tired. Everyone's been overtired. Everyone, you know, you know, whether it's, um, hormone related things or staying up too late or getting a little bit older, like everyone experiences fatigue, but every day feeling terrible is not the way the body's made.
1: No. And, and there is a difference between a little bit tired. Cause you stayed up too late and the, utter exhaustion. Like you cannot take another step. You yeah. can't
0: function at all. Yes. It is a whole another level. <laughs> so absolutely. Tell me what kind of started to turn your head or open your eyes to the idea that the implants may be part of the problem. Like, how did you make that connection? Um,
1: I, I had never heard of breast implant illness before. And one day in utter exhaustion, I must've been scrolling through Facebook and just happened to see someone else talk about breast implant illness. And so I started doing some research and realized that my implants were very likely making they were toxic to my system and contributing to all of these health issues that I was having. And I mean, I'd I'd read as much as I possibly could about it. Um, Researched doctors and knew that my health was at that tipping point that I had to do something. Mm -hmm. um, Because it was like i wasn't getting any better doing the few things that i
0: knew to do um and i couldn't continue the way i was yeah and so i want to go back to that the emotional piece of this journey because what was it what take me into that space when you realize like oh my gosh this thing that has been such a gift to my feeling good in my body and feeling like a woman. And it could be part of what's making me sick. Like, how was that, you know, emotionally and making the decision to remove the implants, like kind of take me through that, that part of it.
1: So I think, um, I don't, I don't think I know. Um, when I started researching doctors, I found a doctor that would do fat transfer And I knew that the thought of removing my implants and going back to being ribs and skin, and I knew that my chest would probably be slightly concave because I'd had them for so long. I knew that that would just be overwhelming and terrifying to me. So I'd found a doctor that would do fat transfer and I read about all of the procedures I could possibly read about, looked at, I don't even know how many hundreds of women's reviews that had gone through the same procedure, spoke with him actually, and did a consult with him. And I was fairly certain that I could have similar results to my implants with the fat transfer.
0: Okay. And how did that work oh. out?
1: <laughs> well, going in, knowing that I wouldn't be deformed,
0: yeah,
1: <laughs> um, that gave me the confidence to be able to remove them. Yeah. And then I went through the procedure. I went through explant procedure, did the fat transfer at the same time, which is a horrendous procedure. I do not recommend it at all. <laughs> and my wonderful plan backfired on me (laughs) Mm -hmm. and um, I didn't have enough breast tissue when I got the implants. So therefore to graft fat to fat, I didn't have fat to graft to. Mm -hmm. And so the, the fat transfer failed and I ended up with all this necrotic breast tissue.
0: (laughs) Mm. Which I will cry. Oh my dear. Oh. I got that was (laughs) devastating. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. Take a minute. It's okay. Here we let the emotion come and we hold space for it because that's why we're here. You know, we're here to step into the reality of what it is. And what it's been and what we're holding in our bodies because of what we've been through. So just take all the time you need.
1: I didn't think after four years, I still cry about this.
0: <laughs> you know, those tears are so cleansing, though. They They give a little nervous system release. And it's okay. Yeah. We're all here with you. Thank you for being so vulnerable with us beautiful
1: thank you for being you
0: yeah yeah so tell me when you can no rush but tell me what the emotion feels like what's coming up like even as we're talking about this this sounds terrible but shame Almost. Um, yeah yeah and what does that shame want to tell you? What is it saying? What is the feeling of shame holding with it?
1: Um it 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 holds that feeling of you're not enough, you're not good enough. You tried to be good
0: enough and you failed. Oh, oh man. Ooh. Well, that's pretty deep. That is. Wow. And I'm looking in your eyes. Oh, go ahead. You weren't done. I don't want to cut you off.
1: I, you know, I know that that's not true, Mm -hmm. Um, but that's where I was and what you felt.
0: Yeah. And I'm looking in your eyes right now and I'm like, man, you know, this, I've told you this before, but I feel like enough is a really dumb adjective for a human. (laughs) My in in the first uh, book that I wrote a chapter in, I wrote about the idea that if we would look at a sunset that was just glorious and filling the sky, and we'd be like, "Wow, that's enough." <laughs> it's like that is such a lame word to describe a gorgeous sunset, and I think it's a lame word to describe a gorgeous human. Yeah. And every one of us is different, and so. Distinctly fabulous, so uniquely, intricately perfect and imperfect, right? Yeah. We're not actually trying to be perfect, it's just but in our imperfection, we are just what we're meant to be, and it's like and that's what I try to tell my clients, didn't I, I just said that? <laughs> right. And I think it's part of the beauty of why you are showing up in the world today as you are because you know you know what it feels like to think oh this breast implant or whatever whatever thing is making me good enough and the the fallacy of that first of all but the feelings you know them you know them firsthand and you can really offer something to people in their journeys And I think it's beautiful how, you know, you're taking and, you know, it's that whole idea of what did I need in my journey? And I'm going to show up for other people in their journey with what I wish I had had. Mm -hmm. And I can't imagine somebody having the kind of guide such as you getting through the emotional and physical aspects of you know, recovering and healing in their bodies. Yeah. It's,
1: it's a journey. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for the the people that were there for me to like, to really hold me. I mean, you were one of those people, (laughs) you know, just to remind you that those thoughts and beliefs aren't true. (laughs) And, reminding me of who I am and, um, the value and what you have to offer. I mean, that support system is invaluable. It's
0: the key. I think it is. And I will always be there doing that for you. And I am so blessed that I know you will always be here doing that for me. It's, you know, not just the, you know, banner comments, but the deep knowing that I know both you and I establish with our clients when we're working yeah. with someone, it's like the deep knowing and the tight holding of of the person and their stories and, you know, whatever feelings they have and traveling into those places and understanding What's bringing up those feelings and beliefs, not just disregarding them. Oh, no, that's not true. You know, but to really go, yeah, I got you. I know. And I can only imagine how you are with your clients because, you know, you've traveled this road. Mm-hmm. You travel this road. We travel this road. You know, it it never it doesn't end until we die, I think. <laughs> <laughs> no, it it doesn't.
1: It just takes a few different twists and turns and different
0: scenery and, <laughs> yeah. So, tell me, I do want you to when when you had the implants taken out. I'm gonna I'm gonna circle back around a little bit. What did you discover with the implants themselves when you had them taken out? I think that's pretty fascinating. It was pretty shocking to me.
1: Yeah. So my ports had mold in them. Mm. So that definitely was a contributing factor and I'd had them for 17 years. Um, you know, they always say replace them after 10, (laughs) but I don't think most women do. Right. Yeah. They, they had been in there. I'd, I'd had them for
0: 17 years and they had mold in the ports. So, yeah. And that once you got that cleared out and that's not an overnight process. Like I, We don't have time to go into all of that recovery. Like I know you did a ton of things to recover your health, but once you had them out and have done the years of recovery, um, where are you now in your health? I, I mean, I, I
1: was thinking about that earlier today and like, I'm, I'm healthy probably the healthiest I've ever been. Um, <laughs> I, I, I can wake up and I'm not exhausted. I mean, I I can function all day. I can get stuff done. I don't hurt. I don't break out in hives. My joints don't hurt. Like all of that stuff went away. Yeah. Um, and you know, once in a while you might have something that happens and you just kind of get run down and it's not happened very often, but there have been a few occasions that I'm like, oh my, I used to feel like this all the time.
0: Like I, I can't
1: even fathom feeling like that all the time anymore. Right.
0: And tell me, tell me also, cause I think this is really key. I just want to keep weaving in there's the physical piece, which I know recently you sent me like a, a picture of you in the middle of when you were feeling so terrible. And then a more recent picture, a couple more recent pictures and just the change in your vibrance in those pictures was so astounding. <laughs> it was amazing. Um, just like tangible in the photos. And, um, Tell me about like when you did, like when you have, okay, the, the, we don't have time to get into all the detail, but I want like when the fat transplant didn't work, Mm -hmm. talk to me about the insecurity piece and some of the emotional things that you had to work through to, to get to that place of, I love me. I love this body. I love this skin I'm in. That
1: was very difficult. I mean, as you can tell, I mean, me breaking down, thinking about that whole process, um, that was, that was almost harder than the surgery, (laughs) Mm. um, which sounds crazy. Um, but having i mean i went 3 years having all this necrotic tissue in my breasts and it was horrifying every single day that i got up and had to put on some bra to cover up these <laughs> this awfulness <laughs> mm. and hating that part of me oh man and it was It was one of those things that, I mean, it was so embarrassing and I didn't feel, I mean, I, I could put on a good front, I guess, but I was never confident. I was never um, okay in my skin. And over the course, like I didn't, I I knew that I needed to get them out. And I, for whatever reason, I prolonged that process, partially because the surgery, the explant and the fat transfer was utterly terrifying and caused so much trauma, like mental trauma to me Mm -hmm. that I think I was terrified that something else would go on. Yeah. so I didn't have them removed for a long time and over the course of those three years even though I struggled every day I felt like I had to go through that process to learn to be okay yeah and it it's a daily it it was a daily thing like forgiving yourself for the mistakes that you've made? Was it the right decision having fat transfer? Was it the right decision having implants put in? Was that the only reason my husband married me because I had big boobs? You know, like those are the, those those are the reality uh, things that go on in your head. Like are like, do people really like you? You know, if you don't have boobs, well, of like, of course they do we have all this stupid crazy talk like yeah. that's the only thing people ever focus on yeah. and so I, th- I think a combination of me learning and really finding my purpose in life mm. and realizing that this whole journey was not just about me but it was about me taking my life experiences that were awful <laughs> and turning them into something gosh i'm going to cry again good into Go something beautiful and valuable yeah. and a way to help help hundreds of thousands of women yep. that are in the same exact place yeah and i remember finally getting those necrotic lumps out and telling you you know <laughs> I finally feel whole.
0: Yeah. Back to you.
1: (laughs) Back to me, back to the the skin and bones, little 115 pound, 23 year old, (laughs) maybe a few years older. Right. Um, I was coming back to me and I was
0: okay with me and I loved me for me. Yeah. Oh man. That's so, so, so gorgeous. Wow you know what, no matter what it takes to get there, it's, that's why you said, I think the journey is worth it because where you are now is so just, it's astounding really. And what you're doing in the world, which, you know, I'm just so proud of you. Um, you are so, you're so smart You're just so brainy. And you think in such a beautiful investigative way. I love the way I can, you know, talk to you about complex, you know, things going on in the body or, you know, what's going on with someone, you know, in my family, your family, whatever. And we're trying to figure it out. And the way you won't stop till you figure it out, just like you did with yourself. And I love that you went back to school and- you know, became a nurse practitioner. And then you went on to be certified in functional medicine and tell us now what you're doing, because I just think this is so amazing. And I just want to say to anyone out there who's listening, you know, Brittany not only works with people who think that they might be sick because of breast implants. um, But gee, if that is your deal, I think she's the best person you could possibly work (laughs) with. with. Um, but she's, she also works with people just who aren't feeling top notch and helps you get, um, your body just to a state of feeling better by investigating from a lot of different angles, um, what's going on. So I want for you, like you, you work with people one-on-one and you've also just launched this really cool. Statistics. Yeah. Yes. Just give for us just a little, give us just a little tiny idea of what that is.
1: So the fatigue fix really was based on my journey with chronic fatigue and brain fog um, because I knew I was not the only woman out there that was suffering day to day. And so, um, yeah, I have created this group program for all the the mamas and the busy women out there that just struggle um, to get through the day, you know, really figuring out what's going on um, and then nurturing the body to bring it back into a state of homeostasis. So you can have energy and live vibrantly and really feel like yourself again. So. Yeah.
0: And you're like the perfect testimony to why what you teach people works because you've lived it, you're living okay. it. And I love that you're offering different, you know, you, you're offering this group program where people can be, you have some lives, coaching with that? Or is that? Yeah. So I love that people are learning from each other. If that is the way that feels, that's such a neat way to learn. I know anytime I've participated or led a group, I just feel like it's such a different way of learning, but you also do programs with people one-on-one because some people, you know, would rather just have that, you know, private individual. um, And, you know, you do all kinds of lab work and, you know, Yes. various, all the different explorations. You're not just guessing at what's going mm-hmm. on. Um, so I would love to ask you if, you know, you've, you kind of made a nod a few times, I think to things that people did to kind of come around you, but I really love so that people listening can kind of gain that insight of, okay, I'm going through something with my friend and they're going through something similar. How can I show up for them? What were ways that people or a person showed up in or said something or asked a question in a way that just made you feel so good, so supported, so loved in your journey when you any any point along this journey, honestly, in the medical aspect of it, in the emotional aspects of it?
1: I, I think the biggest thing, I mean, cause I didn't share with many people. Um, so my community was very small, Yeah, <laughs> um, but you know, you and my mom and my aunt, they believed what I was saying, you yeah. know, you listened and you were there and you knew that I was trying to find an answer for this mysterious, all these mysterious symptoms and just being that support system and backbone that I needed to not, you know, you didn't ever tell me that I was crazy or you don't just forget about it, you know, push a little harder or you know, I think a lot of these generalized symptoms just get brushed under the rug mm-hmm. and you need somebody in your back pocket that is going to hold you because you, it, it's hard to stand there and to fight by yourself. And just okay. sometimes you just need some extra arms to to pick you up and
0: carry you. Yeah. I love that you had that. And I'm, I'm so So fortunate that I get to be on your team and I will always be in your corner. (laughs) And I just want to, you know, rebound back to you, reframe back what you just said. What I heard you saying was people believed me when there wasn't an answer for why I was feeling how I was feeling. But when people didn't question like, well, I mean, how bad can it be or you know, just, just believing someone when they're struggling and there's not an easy answer and supporting them in that long journey of finding the answers. And yeah. to those people out there listening, I have just sped up your journey to finding the answer because <laughs> can help you. <laughs> and where can people find you? If people want to connect with you, um, what's the easiest way for people to connect with you?
1: Oh, I mean, I'm on my social media, um, Facebook and Instagram, and you can find me on my website at brittanyhyden.com.
0: Okay. And we will have all of that in the show notes, of course, and whatever way is easiest for you to reach out to Brittany and get connected. I really encourage you to do so. Well, my dear, my beloved girl, it has been such a great time being here with you and I appreciate your openness. Your your heart is so beautiful. I love you forever and dearly. <laughs> and thank you. I know this was a very vulnerable topic for you to share about, and I really appreciate you opening your heart to us today.
1: Well, thank you for
0: for stepping in. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for stepping in. <laughs> I love you, and love you. we will talk soon. Thanks for stepping in with us. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss a beat. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Join our newsletter and share us with your friends. As always, know that you are loved.